0: This ABA Journal podcast is brought to you by Westlaw Next, building on the strengths of Westlaw to bring you the next evolution of legal research, Their most significant innovation in 30 years. It's a complete research system that gives you confidence you have found the most relevant information and it elevates productivity with intuitive workflow tools. Learn more at westlawnext.com. This is Richard Brust, an assistant editor at the ABA Journal. And today, the first day of the Elena Kagan confirmation hearing, we're talking to Mark Walsh, who is our freelance writer at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearings. Mark, I'd like to welcome you to the ABA Journal, and we know it's been a very busy day for you, both with the Supreme Court this morning and then rushing across the street to catch the Judiciary Committee hearings. Tell us a little bit about the color and about what went on today and how you felt the whole day fell into place.
1: Well, it was unusual in that it's not often that the Supreme Court is in session at the same time a judiciary committee confirmation is, hearing is taking place for for someone to join the court, and that's what happened today. The, the Supreme Court had its uh, final day of the term, issued uh, several important decisions, and and then bid uh, adieu to Justice John Paul Stevens several lawyers uh, in the, the bar section of the court donning bow ties in, in uh, honor of Justice Stevens, who wears a bow tie every day. And uh, uh, and then, of course, I mean, the, the, yesterday, uh, the, the husband of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, died of cancer. Uh, uh, he was 78, I believe, and uh, that cast a bit of a pall over the proceedings. Justice Ginsburg took the bench, and she had an important decision that she uh, announced today in the area of free speech and uh, student groups and university campuses. And then, as the Senate Judiciary Committee met uh, at 12:30 today, of course, uh, you know that was somewhat overshadowed by the death overnight of Senator uh, Robert Byrd of West Virginia, the uh, uh, longest-serving uh, senator. So with with all that, uh, you know, nevertheless, people were kind of ready to move on to the judiciary, uh, to the confirmation hearing of Elena Kagan.
0: Everything pushed on, but there was quite a bit of discussion from both the senators and, I presume, from the justices as well over the the loss of, uh, of uh, Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg's husband and and Senator Burr too. We all we all saw that as well tell us about the about the, the political sense of of the, the speeches by some of the senators uh w- was it obvious that the republicans were making their their tactics their 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 offense against against um uh, solicitor general kagan did was it did they show their hands in their opening statements
1: well i think so um although uh to to some extent uh, i'd say a few of the republicans are were somewhat reserved and at this point, you know, not uh, tipping their hand, but, you know, and, and the Democrats on the committee were quite supportive of, of um, General Kagan, as she's called at the Supreme Court. Uh, but uh, starting with the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, Senator Jeff Sessions of Alabama, uh, he's been issuing statements, you know, for the past several weeks, raising issues Concerns that he has in several areas with with um, Kagan on her handling of military recruiters at Harvard, her admiration, her professed admiration for a member of the Israeli Supreme Court, that's raised concern among conservatives, um, and and some other issues, and um, several other Republicans on the committee echoed some of those concerns. One member of the committee, uh, Senator John Kyle of Arizona, even expressed uh, some. I'm surprised that uh, that Kagan received uh, the highest rating from the ABA of well qualified, and uh, saying he doesn't see how she could receive that if she hadn't practiced law for 12 years as the ABA guidelines. Did
0: that, did that get a lot of reaction after the uh, statement about the ABA was was, it, was announced by Senator Kyle?
1: Well, uh, there's not much reaction at this point since, I mean, you know, at this, there's no give and take at this point, that, you know, mm-hmm. really not from from the nominee who's just sitting there looking at uh, listening to the opening statements and just has to sort of grimace through moments like that and bite her tongue. But she'll have an opportunity beginning tomorrow to to respond to that if she wishes. Or And, and of course, her opening statement is Quite orchestrated and crafted by the White House, and I'm sure with her with her help. But uh, generally, the, in recent experience, the opening statements um, sort of steer clear of the most controversial mm-hmm. topics, and, and just are, are rather general. And hers hers fit that description. S-
0: since the first day was was done on uh, about half the time of the usual first day, was it was it was there a sense that gee maybe we could actually accomplish this on a shorter schedule than than we've ever done before. Uh usually I recall the Sotomayor hearings last year, the the opening statements took at least a day and a half.
1: Well well they took the full day of, of the first day last year and but but she did uh Sonia Sotomayor did deliver her opening statement on the first day last year but but that took a whole day and, and today we accomplished that pretty much in half a day. And that is encouraging. The the senators were not as verbose or, or uh, Uh, Wordy as they they, uh, often are. And and sometimes that's owing in part to the fact that there was a uh, confirmation hearing just last year. And and often many members of the committee like to just generally express their concerns, their favorite cases, or their least favorite cases that were decided by the Supreme Court. They're, they're, They're trying to speak to their constituents or to the country as a whole about, you know, legal issues that they're concerned about, whether or not it, you know, implicates the nominee. And since, uh, you know, I, I recognize some of the same themes, and I think, you know, therefore they were shortened somewhat uh, this year, and we did move along, whether that holds up, I mean, that would be, would be I think, welcome if that holds up in the next uh, few days that, that we might be moving at a quicker than the normal pace. They,
0: they did repeat some of the, see- the, the, same, the same schemes. I noticed that there was some re- reference to President Obama's comment about empathy this year, although he didn't say it this year, he said it last year during the Sotomayor right. hearing. Rather than,
1: right. and then there's you know some new material like the Citizens United decision on election uh, law that uh, that gives you know both sides plenty of mm-hmm. uh, new material and other their cases like that, that you know get mentioned and sometimes explained by members of the committee and other times you'd have to be a lawyer or someone who follows the court to know. Uh, but you can look up. You
0: know, there was a lot more reference to, to cases this year by the by the Democrats. I think Citizens United, as you as you said, was was a prominent uh, a prominent case that was brought up. But do you get the sense that the Democrats are, are sort of beginning to mount their their, their philosophy of, of it's time to to reexamine some of the, the cases that have come out of the more conservative court over the last several years?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. You know, I certainly agree with that, that uh, uh, several of the senators, um, you know, took the Roberts court, the court of Chief Justice John Roberts, to task for some of its conservative decisions of the last few years. Of of course, we still hear criticism of the Ledbetter decision uh, under the Title VII, and and that's, you know, Congress took action to to uh, counter that that ruling. But yeah, you know, the Democrats are staking out sort of an area of, of, of criticism for the conservative decisions we've seen of the Roberts Court.
0: Right. What's on the schedule for tomorrow, Mark, and, and where, where do you think we're going to go from here?
1: Well, while today we began in 1230 in the afternoon, and that was you know in deference to the Supreme Court having its last day. Um, uh, Chairman uh, Patrick Leahy of uh, Democratic Center of Vermont announced that we'll be starting at 9 a.m. Uh, tomorrow, and I think that's even a little bit earlier than we started most days last year for, I, I could be mistaken, but uh, I seem to recall starting at 930 last year, but at 9. AM and that will, will be, you know, starting with questioning. And, and that goes in seniority order. So the chairman will go first and have a half an hour questions and then Senator Sessions, the ranking member will have, and it alternates between the parties and, and that that will not uh, be completed by tomorrow even the first round uh, it's just uh, not possible to get uh, a half hour with the number of uh, members there are on the judiciary committee so it's going
0: to be it's going to be more the give and take tomorrow and that's going to get started and
1: oh definitely and that usually gets you know gets lively pretty quickly because because we've had a day of kind of stiff formal statements from the senators and from the nominee once get into the Q&A, it gets lively pretty pretty quickly.
0: Hmm. Well, we're certainly looking forward to reading about it again tomorrow, Mark, and thanks so much for your work today, and, and we're looking forward to working with you all this week during the, con- the confirmation hearings.
1: I'll be here, and it's uh, it's uh, one thing I'll say is where it's been in the 90s for most of the past 10 days here in Washington, it's, it's quite cool and comfortable in the hearing room, so I'm happy to be in there.
0: Always Always good to hear.
1: Thanks again, Mark. Take care. Okay, Richard, take care. Bye-bye.
0: This ABA Journal podcast was brought to you by Westlaw Next, building on the strength of Westlaw to bring you the next evolution of legal research. Their most significant innovation in 30 years, it's a complete research system that gives you confidence you found the most relevant information and it elevates productivity with intuitive workflow tools. Learn more at westlawnext.com.